This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. Ho 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 ho. Ho 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 ho. Ho 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 ho. Project Humanoid. This is Murder, My Dude. I'm BP Burke. And I'm the man of a thousand names. Jackson Wells. Okay. So, we, um... We have a show. We do have a show. We talk. We do talk. Yeah. And and we talk about murder. And more and more, we do talk a lot about stuff in Pennsylvania. Yes, we do. That's where we're from. That's where we've lived most of our lives. Right. And we we did the Philly episode, we did the episode on the Molly Maguires, we did a Mumi Abu Jamal episode. So You know, I was gonna say that's where I've lived my whole life, but that's not true. I forgot yeah. I lived in New York and New Jersey. Yeah. And you lived in New York. No, you lived in Jersey. New Jersey, yeah, and Delaware. And Delaware, yeah. Lived in Delaware when I was a kid. You never lived in New York, did you? No. Uh, but even when I lived in Delaware, like that part of Delaware is basically Philly adjacent. Like you still get I always base it on what your local television stations are. Yeah, and as they would say back in the day, when we when we lived in in Delaware, we still got three, six, and ten, right? Which was the uh, CBS, ABC, NBC affiliates. Yeah. Um, man, did you hear that new Logic and Eminem song? I heard part of it because I went to the bathroom and I came back and you were playing it. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't. So you're talking about killing it. Talk about killing things. Talk about motherfuckers murdering shit fucking killed it what did they kill fire it was fire they killed a fire fire my son no oh. my, my son my my dude oh son i'm just i'm so excited man i have my inhaler here mm-hmm. because i've been trying to catch my breath all week it took your breath away that's how it, good that song that, is it, fucking amazing i must have watched 15 fucking uh reaction videos on youtube to that song I'm just that, like, that's all that's been in my head for the past week. That and, like, uh, LARP. Okay. Yeah. I know you've been into the whole LARPing thing. Yeah. So, so that's nerdy. Um, mm-hmm. do you know what LARP is? Live action role play. You do. Yes. You do know what LARP is. It's basically where, uh, so for, for people that are listening that don't know what LARP is, because I actually had to explain it to a few people this week, mm-hmm. which is weird because I figured just everybody knew what LARP was. Uh, so LARP is live action role play. It's basically where adults get together and kids can do it too. But typically adults get together to dress up and play pretend. Uh, sounds nerdy as shit, but it's acting with uh, the other players being the audience. So it's it's like you're on a stage, but there's not an actual audience. So it's like basically, uh, yeah. I mean that's that's not basically that is what it is. It's it's acting, mm-hmm. you know, um, improv kind of like yeah. But you become fully immersed. You become your character. So like you have different games. Uh, th- and there's there's so many. You could go to like I think it's like LARPing dot org and uh, no, it's all like mainly like fantasy and and stuff. Because like, I'm thinking like is there a, like a murdery larp? Yes. I guess there would be like a murder mystery weekend. They have murder, murder mystery larps. Oh, do they? Yes. Oh wow. It's not just fantasy. Okay. Um, 
not just sci-fi because it's because we, when when I brought up the idea of doing a LARP, you're talking about like, oh, people don't want to have it mixed. Yes, they do because oh, that's okay. what they love. They love mixing stuff. There's all kinds of there's high fantasy LARPs, there's low fantasy LARPs, there's low fantasy sci-fi, there's high fantasy sci-fi, there's horror sci-fi, horror medieval. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of you know whatever. Um, People want really. I want to do a rom com LARP. I'm I'm sure it could be pulled off. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be like meeting cute. Everybody just meets cute. A meet cute, yeah. Yeah, that's when people literally meet for the first time on a movie, right? Yeah, yeah. A it, guy it, and a girl meet, and then, <laughs> it, it's one of the rules on romantic comedies where the two people that are supposed to be the centerpieces of the romantic comedy when they meet. It has to be some like kind of clever, funny thing. It's called meeting cute. Yeah. And one of my favorite things was that show I Zombie. They had a a store. It was like a butcher shop, and it was called Meet Cute. Uh, they did that on Gravity Falls. Did they? they did that there too? Yeah, oh, there wow. was a cart called Meet Cute. Oh wow, that's funny. It was on two different things. That was uh, that uh, what was the name Seuss. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you saw it on. Uh, Gravity Falls is not iZombie. I know it was on iZombie as well. Uh, I don't think so. I think you're wrong. Because I know it was on... I know the, As a matter of fact, I know for the, the first time you ever saw it was on Gravity Falls. Because we were watching it and you marked out for it. Because Seuss went on... Like, he met a girl and there was a thing and it was literally called Meet Cute. Mm-hmm. And I remember you, like, marking out. So maybe iZombie did it, but... iZombie absolutely did. I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know. I think that you're just wrong. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, you're, you're saying that they absolutely... I don't think that they absolutely did it. Now, even if they did do it, I still think you're wrong. Okay. I don't know how that works, but I just want you to be wrong, so I think you're wrong, and I'm just going to keep saying wrong here. You can be president someday. Wrong. Yeah, that's, I, am, I am wrong on that. I, you know... I'm, 30, I'm over 35. Yeah, you, you have all the qualifications necessary. I'm dumb. Yeah. I have blonde hair. Yeah, well, a little. Yeah, kind of balding. Anyway, let's go back to LARP. So, yeah, uh, yeah there, there's all kinds. of, But it's it's like, yeah, you can do like a rom-com LARP if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it would be really fucking dumb. Because it would be. Because everybody would want to be the star. Nobody wants to be the supporting character in a rom-com LARP. Nobody well, wants nobody, to be the, no, no, nobody wants really, to be the funny friend. Nobody really to... wants to be uh, a supporting character in a LARP to begin that, with. That's true, yeah. Like, there are, like, NPCs and stuff mm-hmm. like that that's like, okay, hey, you guys are going to be the uh, the trolls that are just, you know, walking by. And it's kind of just, like, filler characters, you know? Right. Um, Red shirts. But, but like, I've been... I, 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 so I got into it last year. I got into the idea. My ex-girlfriend was not having it. Uh, kind of just like, just killed it for me. Like I, you know, what's what's the saying? They take, you know, take the wind out of your sails. Yeah. And so I. Get the air out of your tires. Everything to do with like kind air. of. Air. Yeah. Any and, air. And something, yeah, something to do with air. So um, I took the air out of my head and uh, deleted her from my life. There you go. Well, I didn't. She's still there some. But anyway, uh, LARPing was like my number one thing for like, I don't know, a few weeks, a month maybe. I was super fucking into the idea of LARPing. I was uh, I was researching a lot, but then I, I started feeling overwhelmed because I, I was like, oh, this is way too much. Like, just way too much I feel that I have to do. And people just kept saying like, go to a LARP, go to a LARP, go to a LARP. 
You said go to a LARP. Mm-hmm. People online said go to a LARP. I met with a guy the other day who LARPs said go to a LARP. And I'm like, nah, you're not getting it. Like, I don't want to go to a LARP because I don't want to do shit that I have to do for somebody else. Because I'm not going to be sword fighting anybody. Mm-hmm. You know? The only thing the only thing that, that would totally fucking interest, uh, interest me would be archery. I have bum shoulders, so I don't know how well that's going to go. Yeah. I mean, though, though they only have, they have like uh, different uh, draw weights for, for arrows or for bows. So you have like a 20 pound, 25 pound, 30 pound, 35 pound, whatever uh, draw weight. So I'm, it's not, I don't think it would, you know, fuck with my shoulders too bad, but I don't want to really go in and be involved with somebody else's plot, you know, if it's not from the beginning and I don't really like, one really care about the plot you know mm-hmm. so people just end up making their own larp so i, yeah. I watch well is there like there's room to improvise within the plot right like, you're making your own character and stuff right yeah yeah you could you could do that but see here here's my issue with it if if you have a larp world like you have this uh hypothetical like map and i would like to be able to go wherever I want on the map and, you know, and get involved in things if I wanted to, but I'd also want to stay back at my camp, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you stay back at your camp and you're hanging out, let's just say your camp has like a tavern and whatever. At that point, it's like, well, for them, they want you to be involved. It's like, you're there, do something. Right. I found out like there's this thing called Bicoline. Bicoline's in Canada and it's this week long event where like thousands of people go. And they there's all these, I guess like different campaigns and there's games. There's a thing called Troll Ball, which is like really fun. It's literally like a troll head mm-hmm. that they play some kind of like, like those trolls in the nineties with the weird hair or like a No, no, like oh, like okay. a green goblin y looking troll thingy. I thought you meant trolls. No. They troll dolls. No, this is troll ball, and I, I don't even know all the rules of it, but I think there's, like, swords involved and maybe archery. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe just swords and, like, you're beating the shit out of people with, like, these fucking swords. And there, there's also different kinds of swords, too, by the way. Yeah, there's, there's like, the foam latex swords, but then there's also, like, boffer weapons, which are, like, way more padded. There's no, like, pointy tips or anything like that. But, um, but there's all different kinds of things to do at, at Bicoline, but you could also just stay back at camp. Mm-hmm. And just hang out at the taverns and just drink all day or eat all day or do whatever. So where you really don't have to go and be part of the plot. Right. You know, you could just, you could just stay back. Um, that's more like my speed. That's, yeah. that's the time. I'm going to do a cheers LARP now. <laughs> See, that would be fun. <laughs> now me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can I be coach? Yeah, everybody wants to be coach. Who do you want to be? I would I would love to want to be coach. Oh, coach you want to is be, the man. You don't want to be Norm? No. Everybody loves Norm, though. Yeah, because Norm is like, everybody's all happy to see him. Yeah, yeah. Norm, yeah. Norm. Hey, especially Coach. Yeah, oh, yeah. God, Coach is the best. He was. Um, he was not murdered, though. He just happened, no. he happened to die. Now, this, this show, obviously, we talk about people that die, not just murdered, you know? Um, suicides, whatever. Death, my dude, just doesn't sound as good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, plus, I came up with the title from the old, uh, it was a th- 1940s movie, Murder My Sweet. Mm-hmm. And then there are people that have the 
you know, that saying, my dude, people say my dude all the time. They so, do, my uh, dude. Murder, my dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it made sense. Uh, so, yeah, so with this, this LARP thing, I, I was like, you know what? Fuck it, man. I love the idea of it. I, I know it's super nerdy, but... You know, like, uh, the first time I'd ever heard about it was uh, O&A. I think the first time I remember hearing about it was uh, the movie Role Models. So there was a kid in the movie Role Models that was a LARPer, I think. The whole movie was about LARP. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. But, yeah. but it was way before that I heard of it because, one, there was a kid named Steve LARP, uh, a dude named Steve the LARPer. Mm-hmm. I knew uh, from, remember uh, DJ New Style? Yeah, yeah. He had a friend named Steve the LARPer, but I knew about LARPing from ONA because they would always make fun of that stuff and go, two damage, two damage. Okay. And they'd talk about like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff, which I knew about my whole life. Yeah. I knew about that my whole life. Um, But I didn't know what LARPing was until, you know, much, much later. Apparently, LARPing's been around since like the 70s. Oh, well, well yeah. This is around when Dungeons and Dragons started getting big, too. Yeah. But I guess there's not. it's not that big of a step to say, hey, let's just do this and act it out. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, let's do this in real life instead of sitting at a table and doing right. it. Which, which can be fun, but the most fun I've ever seen was Harmon Quest. It's for the outdoorsy nerd. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically. So I was like... Harmon Quest is a lot of fun. Harmon Quest is amazing. Um, if you guys have a VRV, you should check out Harmon Quest, uh, even if you're not really into it. Uh, so I'll be completely honest. The first time we watched it, I was like, yeah, it's kind of funny, but meh. And I just wasn't getting it, and I, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't like it. I, I, was, I kind of liked it. I didn't like it. Like, I was bouncing back and forth. When we started watching it again, because didn't I say, like, hey, let's watch Harmon Quest? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I immediately got into it, and I was like, I need to go back and watch season one. Uh, anyway, so I met up with a guy the other day uh, at the coffee shop because I was I'm like, you know what? I want to do my own. I want to do my own LARP. Now, basically, it's like, what do you need to do this? A lot of money. You need money. Um, but you could also, you could start, you could start like a GoFundMe. You know, people do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Kickstarter, whatever the fuck. Uh, typically, like a GoFundMe, Patreon, you can do whatever. Raise some funds. And then you have your, you have a budget. You have writers. Uh, and that's the cool thing, man, is that, is that like... Is that you could bring on writers and then like, cause they say there's, there's like never too many plots apparently. Okay. You know, it's, it's definitely like a plot heavy game, but it's one of those things where it's, it is what you want it to be. So if I had a, and I have an idea for like a, like a, an arc, like a story arc, like a, from, from the beginning of the season to the end, kind of like a TV show, you know? And then each, each episode or each event could have its own, you know, thing and plus, and then you could have like plots, subplots, whatever. Like, and it's cool. Like, you just come up with like a bunch of things just to keep the action going. You know, and and you could have it like, oh, this is happening in this part of the map, and this is happening. You know, another event is happening in another part of the uh, map, or both. You know, it's like one event. You could be like, oh, this is happening in, uh, fucking. What's Game of Thrones? Westeros. Whole, Westeros. Yeah. And then like King's Landing. Well, that's, yeah, that's part of Westeros. Right. And then of... Westeros is the... It's the basically the area where all that stuff happens. Where everything happens there. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah. And then like, and then I guess where the, the Throck and stuff are at, that's a different place. Oh, that's outside of Westeros? Yeah. Okay. Westeros is like Winterfell and... 
King's Landing. Okay, so Winterfell and King's Landing. That's what yeah. I'm going for. So this is so so one one event you have something that's similar to Winterfell, uh, you know stuff that's going on there, and then something that's, uh, similar to um, uh, King's Landing. One one's Winterfell, one's King's Landing. You know, or similar to that. You know, they have things like taking place. Um, and then, like, if if that's happening, but it's not taking place in your village where your character is, I guess you don't really have to fucking be there. Or you could be there and be, you know, part of an. You could, I guess, be another character mm-hmm. that's from this other place. But there's all kinds of. It's fun and it's dorky and and there's, you know, then you can make it's like, okay, I want my LARP to be combat heavy, or I, you know, I want it to be light combat and more, you know, role play heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, depends on really what you want. Plus, there's like different campaigns, like again, Bicoline. Uh, they have this thing where it's like basically just this. Um, they have like all these people in this area, and it's like these two teams that that uh, are going back and forth. And there's like there's sword fighting, and there's archery. And I like with archery, you can't shoot anybody within like ten feet. You have to be like ten feet. You know, oh, it's or, like a range thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for safety reasons. And you never, you know, hit the head. And uh, when you're when you're shooting, shoot straight. You don't. You don't. Uh, arch your shot because then you can go up and then obviously right come down and hit people in the head and you well, don't want to do that. Do they use tipped arrows or so they have these um yeah, yeah they're uh like foam tipped they're foam and they have like rubber okay ones so like basically uh you know like those <laughs> don't fucking yeah. isolate that and never use that again uh, that totally won't you're fuck I just fuck <laughs> I'm just gonna keep doing it now twenty minutes uh, twelve seconds okay. Imagine, uh, like, you have one of those old, like, horns that has that, like, that black rubber. And what is it? What sound does it make? <clears throat> and uh, you squeeze it. And then what happens? It makes a noise. Like what? Like honk honk? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so imagine something like that, mm-hmm. but the end is smaller and, you know, you're getting hit with that. Nothing. You're, you know, it's right. like, it's not, it's, you're not going to get hurt. But they have, like, uh, foam ones. And they, have, they have different kinds. Uh, as a matter of fact, you came down. I was watching a video yesterday. Uh, yesterday, I think it was, and it was like some company is suing LARPing.org because they were selling, which is, I guess, like a design that some like which is close to another company's design, mm-hmm. but it's not the same exact design. That's what some other guy was like breaking down in the video. But it's it's like it's like a Vince McMahon thing. When you have money, right, you're gonna win. Yeah, it's litigation, litigation by attrition. Exactly, yeah. ex- exactly, exactly. Um, there it is. That's that's story. like a clown, like a silly, yeah, fucking clown. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandma used to have one of those things where she would watch like CVS or uh, Home Shopping Club or something like that. Oh, like a stress ball or no, like a uh... oh, a horn. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like a wacky horn. Like, you would call, they would call in, and then, you know, she would honk her fucking horn. <laughs> I'm like, oh, how embarrassing is that? Oh, <laughs> Grandma. Now she's dead. Uh, I wonder sp- if she was ever buried with her horn. I don't think so. Speaking of dead people, hmm. uh, we're going to cover three different cases today. We are. We're going to get a nice little cross-section of the uh, the Keystone State. Yeah, but before we get into that, let me finish Let me finish my, my LARP thing. So I met up with this guy. He came with a buddy of his. Um, and basically, like, you know, the guy, I think, is down to, like, help out eventually if I, you know, want to run one. Mm-hmm. And I would. I would, I would love to do one. I, I think it would be really fun. Uh, especially because you could do different things. You'd be like, all right, this event's just going to be 
combat. It's just going to be a, a combat heavy event. Like, Oh, like there's a war or something. It's whatever, you know, whatever you're writing. It's like, Oh, here's, here's a war. And then it's like, people are fucking sword fighting and shooting arrows and shit, whatever, you know, or you could have something where it's like, okay, people are just hanging out and drinking and eating turkey legs. Yeah. Like a rent fair. Yeah. Basically. And uh, and and I think that that's what well that's what they say that's what Bicoline is it's a Ren Fair meets LARP meets a music event okay because there's so long and there's so much to do you know from morning to night people are just constantly doing stuff, um, but uh, yeah I I know I know that that's it's not your cup of tea but I think I think the only way I could really get you to to do it if i if i really fucking pestered you enough would be if you were like uh I, if you pl- like did portrayed like a uh like an innkeep yeah or inc- something like yeah that. the innkeep something like you know somebody it's like hey you're you're pouring like samwise malonis <laughs> i thought of a name for you too uh repert okay that was my uh my great grandmother's name. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I was like Rappert. Ra- ooh, Rappert. Rappert. So I don't know why that popped it. I was thinking maybe Dever for my name, ah. which is my grandmother's maiden name. My my grandmother that I hated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna take her name. I'm gonna take her name from that'll me. show her. Yeah. Well, no. I here's the thing. Yeah. I, I come from a long line of Devers. Obviously, uh, it's just that you know, like fuck her. Maybe like I'm paying homage to her dad, whatever his yeah. name was. With names like that, though, it's like you're in a Stephen King LARP. What? Dever. It's like Deaver. What was that guy's name? Henry Deaver from uh, Castle Rock? Or it's like we're in that LARP. Just yeah. your own LARP. Yeah. It's not like I'm in a Stephen King But what if it is a Stephen King LARP? But it's not. Oh. No. But what if it was? But hey, you know what there will be a lot of, though? What's that? Murder. Murder. Yeah, we should have it. You know what we should do? We should do a... Uh, 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 murder, uh, murder. She wrote LARP. Oh, okay. <laughs> Catholic, yeah. yeah. You're like that's where, we, that's where we find out it really was Jessica Fletcher. Yeah, yeah, serial yeah. killer. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Murder I'll be shit. Jessica Fletcher. You have to be uh, what's his face? Oh, um, Tom Bosley. Bosley. Yeah. yeah, doing his silly fucking New England accent. It's the worst. Have you heard it yet? No, oh. I, I haven't watched any more Murder She Wrote. I watched like three or four episodes. I haven't watched then. it since then. Yeah, I, neither of us. I, I, I kind of got off that. I got I into, get into Game of Thrones, basically. Yeah, that well, that's exactly yeah. what happened. You got into Game of and Thrones. And Harmon Quest. Finishing out Harmon Quest until season three, which is coming out. All right. Let's let's uh, let's get into the, the reason why we're doing this show today. Why are we doing the show today? Uh, because we, oh, do, cause we do the show every week. week. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like an obligation, I guess. I meant like the the actual topic. Oh, for, okay. For, not like, hey, why did he just spend? You mean this wasn't a format change to LARPing, my dude? It wasn't LARPing. Oh. No, it could be. It could be. Yeah, uh, we could just isolate that and make it its own like little twenty minute podcast. So uh, you part. know what? So I, I, I'll get back to it. But what we're going to talk about today is our area, places near uh, and and where we lived, um, and Pittsburgh. Fuck! You put Pittsburgh in? Yeah, it made it like a Pennsylvania. I told thing. you the other day not to do that. Ah, oh, I want to get a nice little cross section of the of, oh. the, of the Commonwealth. Oh, just because you're one of your best friends, you got two best friends. One, got, is, from, one is from Massachusetts, and one is from well, well one's from York, but lives by Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh man, I actually almost did a Braddock thing. There's a Braddock story, but I didn't do that. So one. we're talking about our Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who. Yeah. Who BP over here is like 
we're Twitter buddies. Yeah, Twitter buddies with. They 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 like each other's tweets and yeah, that's what you do. Like Katie Nolan laughs at your shit. Well, once. I thought she did it twice. There was a like there. Too. Oh, she liked was, your thing. But it was counting. She she laughed at your thing, yeah. and it was like two or three uh, crying, laughing faces. <laughs> yes. And there, I counted them. And uh, <laughs> and, uh, and and she gave you a like. Yeah. Uh, to me, you're pretty much dating at this point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I yes. think that's how it works. Breaking news, I'm dating Katie Nolan. If, if you Please can- Please don't break the news to Katie Nolan. If you can say to somebody- while she's pretty and be considered me too'd, then you can. Uh, that's pretty much dating. <laughs> you're either dating or you're stalking her. I'm not sure. Oh. No, she's stalking you now. She's oh. she's liking your shit. Did she like? Well, no, it was did a, she it like? Was a, it was a did she like she without consent? Good. Did she like without consent? I was fine with it. But does she? Okay. All right. Better get fucking permission next time, Katie Nolan. Well, I, I was replying to something she had posted. So but she liked it, and you didn't give her consent. That's like, uh, it's like, what do they say when they're doing a breathalyzer? It's implied consent. I think that's what they call it. Okay, that's fine. But th- this, I, I don't know how to function in a, with with all these weird little people. Little are, people? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like Tyrion Lannister? Uh, yeah, these oh. little fucking imps. Oh, these imps. These yeah. imps. That's what I'm going to call these th- these people today that are just like, oh my god, he commented, he said I look pretty today, and I didn't ask him to say that, oh my god, me too. Like, I'm going to call these people imps. No, okay. that's a fucking, that's disrespectful to Tyrion Lannister, <laughs> who is the best fucking character he, on that he's show. He's a great character, yes. By the way, so, so, I... I never really got into going back to not not really going back to to LARP and stuff. And this is going to tie into where uh, where we're going to be going with the, on the show. Mm-hmm. But back in the nineties, one of my favorite things to do after coming home from school would be to um, it would be to go to Seven Eleven and I would get the, like a loaded fucking hot dog and I would go to this. It was like this tree stump, this little area by the train tracks at the end of our street. We would call Oak because it was near this lady Mrs. Oakland's house and. Me and uh, I would sit there with all like a bunch of my friends, but sometimes I sit there by myself. I eat my hot dog, just you know, think. And if I didn't go there, if I didn't go to the Sev and do that, and I'd hang out, I would hang there by the way with Derek. Uh, remember Derek Fell mm-hmm. and and John Curran and all them. If I wasn't doing that, uh, sometimes I would love to. If I wasn't going to your house, I would love to go by or Derek. Huh? Or the Wah? We didn't call it the Wah. Oh. We just called it the Sev. Oh, okay. Yeah, we called the 7-Eleven the Sev. That's what we called it. Mm-hmm. We didn't call Wah Wah the, the Wah, but we no? should have. <laughs> we should have called it the Wah just to annoy people. Like like <laughs> when people annoy the shit out of me and say chill. Anyway, <laughs> so I loved going to Derek Fowl's house. Fucking don't know why. But I remember, and I, I brought this up to you the other day, I would go into his house and so so you'd walk in. You'd walk in his house and like you go to the door and immediately uh, to the right, there was like a TV over there and I think like a couch. I remember there being like a bunch of boxes for whatever reason. And then there was like a kitchen and you keep going back and then there was a back room. So it was basically, it was living room, kitchen, bigger living room or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like a den. Yeah. But like, and that's where the, like the big couch would be and people would just, you know, gather around and watch, like, movies and shit. And in the front, I remember he would be playing, like, um, was it Castlevania oh, okay. or something? What was the Nazgoth thing? Oh, Legacy of Kane. 
Oh, that's what it was. Legacy yeah. of Kane. Legacy of Kane. I remember he would play that shit. And I remember you were into... I played the first one, yeah. Yeah, I remember... There's always were... this one part, like, a few hours in that I could never get past, but... Because I just didn't know what to do. It's not like I was dying. I just didn't know what the hell to do. Yeah. But yeah, I played that game. So Derek was really into that stuff. And then he he would read uh, the Shannara books by... Uh, was it Terry Brooks? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he would read the Shannara books. Books and now the other, a few years ago, I think it was 2015. Yeah, 2015. The narrow books. Mm-mm. Not everything. The, the, the Shen. The Shen. The Shen. It's a shame that Wawa didn't sell pizza because you could go to Wawa and get some za. No, Mm-mm. you like calling pizza za? No, huh? no, I, I fucking hate that. <laughs> Nate, our buddy Nate, his wife, I guess, would say that, and Nate's like, "Oh, I think it's so cute," and I'm like, "It fucking makes me want to murder your wife." You I want to shoot her in the fucking head. I want to sh- her in the head. I feel like I'm doing fucking Mitch Hedberg things <laughs> we now. We are now, basically. Sipping and sip. Yeah. Works. Uh, if you don't know that bit, you should look up. Uh, you should look up <laughs> Mitch Hedberg. You should just watch all of Mitch Hedberg shit. Yeah. Anyway, so Derek Fowles really big into uh, Shannara books. Shannara, Shannara, whatever the fuck you call them. Um, and he was like always into this like sci or not sci fi like fantasy mm-hmm. uh, stuff and. I'd always like it's it was always on my mind. And then about ten years after that, I start writing this story. And I write this story and I didn't do anything with it. And it's about these brothers and there's like this war thing, and then they end up in like something happens, they get killed, but they end up like in this kind of like different dimension, this alternate like alternate reality or different like you know some whatever the fuck it is and uh, like i just sit on this idea for years and years and i do nothing with it. i'm like i'll never do anything with it but then i start getting more into the larp stuff and i'm like oh shit um maybe that's what i'll do maybe i'll just take that idea and just you know use it for larp right so just keeps I just keep thinking of Collingdale and going back to like Collingdale and Sharon Hill and and all this stuff yeah, and all, this, all these places you're talking about. This is in Collingdale, well, which is where actually it's in Sharon. Oh yeah, Hill. Sharon Hill, which is the next town. So over. our street, Wayne Avenue, and my buddy John Curran Street, High Street. Uh, I, I'm in I'm in Collingdale. We're well, me and you. We were on the same street. We're mm-hmm. in Collingdale. John Curran's on High Street and Sharon Hill. It's the same fucking street. Just separated by train tracks. Yeah, and 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 then they're also in two different towns. Right, they're in two different towns, and the little section of like these trees and stuff that I would sit at was right next to the train tracks, and there's like this tree some that we called oak was on the Sharon Hill side. Right, it was on High Street. So now you go across the tracks on our side. You have our street, Wayne Avenue, down Wayne Avenue. There's uh, at the very end uh, is your house. You're in the last house. Mm-hmm. There's a driveway. Or the there's, first house, if you. Well, the first house, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a the, there's a wah right the wah. there. Yep, the wah was there. You could basically pee out your window and mm-hmm. hit the wah. And I did. I watched. Mm-hmm. I held and right. I aimed. That did not happen. Oops. Effort. And across the street from the wah was O'Hagan's. Yep. And then next to O'Hagan's, I think it was, I don't know if it was directly next to it or it was directly next to it. Was I thought yeah. it was I thought it, I thought it was. O'Hagan's then a house, like a house that was set back, and then I believe it was directly next. Okay, to it. It was um, there may have been like a little alleyway there, yeah, but there, 
But on that, stage, I know that I know there was a house up there because yeah, yeah. John Garvey, I remember, got a blowjob from a girl who lived up there. Okay, uh, we're just shouting out all these fucking yeah. people that that uh, dropping everybody's with. names. There was uh, winners. Yeah, mm-hmm. the check cashing place, right? And that just became like United Check Cashing, became one of those like you'll see a bunch of them in a lot of like places, right? And this is going to be the first story. Uh, well, actually, technically, the LARP was the first. Uh, this is going to be the the first murder story. Mm-hmm. Of the show, and we're probably what like a half hour in already. Uh, thirty five minutes in, something like that. Yeah, yeah thirty five minutes in. So you got thirty five minutes of fucking LARP talk, man. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, everybody comes comes to this podcast for LARP talk. Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe they didn't know that that's what they needed. Yeah, you never know until you know, right? Yeah, that that's the thing. That's a, that's where I'm at. I this is where I'm at on things. Talk about what you want to talk about, but. Try to keep it related, like relatable to whatever the things are. You know, somebody could say, well, you didn't talk about murder, but I did. I talked about dudes. No. Oh. Talked about murder. There's there's, there's uh, fake murder and yeah. simulated murder. Simulated <laughs> murder. And yeah, what there is. Anyway, so Fred Winter. Um, this is an actual murder we're going to be talking about now. Yeah. And yeah, there was a, it was basically right at the edge of the street we grew up on wayne avenue like if you go across make I just across? Said across yeah you did i just said across hmm. made me think of my grandmother made me think uh, of my mother yeah um you if you went across mcdade boulevard which was the main street in collingdale and the main street in that area basically you would hit this check cashing place which for a long time was winner's variety store and and fred winner had come up through the ranks of the retail business before launching a store of his own he worked in the commissary at the old Philadelphia Navy Yard. Throwback to uh, the neck, my dude. Right. Uh, he worked in the commissary at the Philadelphia Navy Yard before moving on to a management role for the legendary Woolworth chain. Uh, Woolworth, if you're too young to know this, was a basically what Walmart was now. Right. Multiply it by about five and you got Woolworth in like the early 1900s. Woolworth was the dominant store. And then I, I remember going to a Wool- yeah. Woolworth's, yeah. Uh, what, by Delaware? I went to you, Woolworth in Delaware. It may, it may have been the same Woolworths. Yeah, it was yeah. in Ellesmere, Delaware, where I uh, I lived in Delaware, and or it might have been the town over, but it was yeah, it was this shopping I, center called Price's Corner. They had a restaurant there. I too. can remember uh, going to like a Woolworths and like some kind of like soda fountain. Some being that might have been the same Woolworth. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but it was that, and then that was actually not the last Woolworth I went to. The last Woolworth I went to was when I was living in Collingdale. There was one on 69th Street in Upper Darby. Okay. Where, where like the Tower Theater is. There was oh, a wow. Woolworth there for uh, until like the mid nineties when Woolworth just totally died out. But Fred Winter wound up managing stores in, for Woolworth in Darby, which is right near uh Collingdale, Philadelphia, which is right near Darby, <laughs> and then uh New Jersey, which is another state. Which is also near Philadelphia. Yeah, it's right over the, the Delaware River. Yeah. But his dream, however, was always to have a uh a five and ten of his own. And that's what they would call it. like some people might call it like five a five and, and dime. Yeah, five, five and dime. Ten. But yeah, five and ten. Shit shops. Yeah. And that's what Woolworth was. And uh and Winner's goal happened. His dream came true in nineteen sixty seven. He opened up Winner's Variety Store, as we said, right there on McDade Boulevard which is one of the main streets in, in southeast Delaware County. It was a big achievement for him, and he had overcome a lot in his life, too. He had a Charcot-Marie Tooth Disease. It was a genetic disorder that causes weakness in the lower body due to nerve damage in the legs, ankles, and feet. Mm. It uh, it makes people fall a lot. Like, people can get numbness in the legs and things like that. Uh, and that was made worse because when he was a teenager, 
he was in a car, and the car got hit by a trolley, uh, and that caused paralysis in his uh, face. I think I'm having paralysis in my mouth, but I said, paral- I said paralysis like I was drunk. It's okay. Uh, it caused paralysis in his uh, fingers on the arm, uh, on one side of his body. Just the whole arm down to the fingers is paralyzed. Mm. And yeah, when we say trolley, we mean like a trolley. A trolley. A trolley line runs right through there. I had a, um, I had a trolley that went... So uh you were on one side of the street i was on the other a trolley went behind my house so if i didn't ha- hear the trolley uh going back and forth a hundred times a fucking day then i, <laughs> I heard i heard the train because mm-hmm. you were down i was in the middle of the street you were at the beginning yeah i said the end before but it's the beginning um I- i'm in the middle so i'm closer to the train yeah so i have train going down one way trolley going the other yeah i would never hear those in my house or i just got like noise blind to them I, I did too. Uh, eventually, yeah. you know, because I, I mean, I could I could hear them like during the day, but yeah, it didn't. It never woke me up or anything like that. And so the the store is around for a while. Fred's son and daughter worked at the store through their youths, and and everything was good. And and then by the eighties, though, the same competitive retail market that would soon topple Woolworth is also pressing on Fred Winter. It's getting harder and harder for a mom and pop shop to succeed in the. In the 80s and the early 90s, you have malls, you have Sears, you have... Uh, well, there was no Walmart, really, in that area. No. And the big the big department store, that was Bradley's. We had a Bradley's, we had yeah. a Caldor in Philly. Um, I don't know if you guys had a Caldor up there. No, there was one in Delaware. Where I lived in Delaware, we had a Caldor. But yeah, Bradley's was the big one there. And then if you went to... And then the McDade Mall had a Kmart, so... Right. Then you K- had Kmart thing. was always... It was everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, Kmart was, yeah, huge. And then... If you went a little farther out, you could get, like, Clover. Yeah. Remember Clover? Yep. Value City. And so, to t- to kind of stay competitive and to keep money coming in, he wanted to so, uh, start a check cashing business there, too. He wanted to do check cashing in addition to having a store. His wife was very against it. His wife died in the uh, mid-80s, but she was very against it because check cashing places are dangerous. They get robbed a lot. And uh, he went against her wishes, and then kept doing it after she had passed and they started cashing checks there. And by the time I moved there, that was basically all I did there was check cashing. I mean, they would sell little things there. I know they were selling used video games for all, uh, but yeah, but it was mainly just the check cashing place. That's what everybody called it. Uh, So Fred Winter went to a a branch of the old Fidelity Bank, which is now part of Wells Fargo through a bunch of different like mergers and acquisitions. But back then it was Fidelity Bank. Yeah, I remember them. And he withdrew $10,000 in cash on the morning of February 18th, 1993. So this is literally like two a, months, a month, two or three months before I moved to Collingdale. Yeah, you moved there in April. Okay, so yeah, two months. Yeah, you were there. You were there April ninety three, and my parents moved like April of ninety four. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like this is all happening like two months before I move right across the street from this. Uh so he withdraws ten thousand dollars in cash, and then he stopped at the store. The bank was in Sharon Hill, the town you were talking about earlier. And so he parks in a small lot behind the building, but he never made it to work. May O'Hagan, who lived over top of her and her husband's bar, O'Hagan's that you were talking about earlier, across the street from the Wah. Uh, May O'Hagan uh, heard moaning. We always said O'Hagan. O'Hagan. You how did you always said O'Hagan? I always said O'Hagan. Yeah. Yeah, we always said O'Hagan's. O'Hagan. That's maybe it's just because in Philly we're just lazy. But go ahead. Uh, but she heard. She heard. Um, just these moaning and pleas for help coming from outside because her and her husband, George, lived on top of O'Hagan's. Right. They lived on top of the bar. So she sends George O'Hagan down to see what it is, and, and he finds Fred Winter lying on the ground bleeding from the chest. 
and despite the best efforts of paramedics and police, Fred Winter, who was 61 at the time, was pronounced dead at 10.07 a.m. that morning. And the crime is still unsolved. Like, a lot of the things we've talked about, we know who did it. Like, we're talking about Ted Bundy and things like that. This is an unsolved crime. Uh, police thought they had a break in 1997 when a firearm that was taken in during a drug raid in Upper Darby, which is a bigger town nearby where 69th Street is, uh, that they thought that was a murder weapon, but they did like deeper ballistics tests, and it wasn't. Yeah, like uh, so. Yeah, you had the Tower Theater at Upper Darby. That's basically like a hub um, where you would go. You take the trolley up to mm-hmm. 69th Street in Upper Darby, and then you could jump on the um, Market Frankfurt L. Yeah, the, the L yeah. D- down the you know yeah down Market Street to Philly. Um, uh, I'm guessing at some point that was Philly. Yeah, a lot of it probably was. Yeah, just because it's one of those things how like how different counties branched out to different mm-hmm. places. But yeah, but unfortunately, they did further ballistic te- ballistics testing, and that was not the the same gun that killed Fred Winter. All that's known at this point is the suspect was a uh, black male with a medium brown complexion in his mid twenties, so that would make him like late forties, early fifties now. At the time, the the suspect was a medium build; he's about five ten and about one hundred sixty to one hundred seventy pounds. Witnesses said he was dressed nicely, wore a gray suit and a brown tie and matching socks, and he drove a gray or silver Lincoln, either a Lincoln Mark 7 or a Lincoln Continental. Mm. And um, all that was taken from Winter was the $10,000 he just pulled from the bank. Police think that the uh, the suspect scouted Winter. They knew his, either like knew his patterns, just knew to follow him and like get him after he came to the bank, or he was just waiting in the parking lot and he knew this was the day that Fred goes to the bank. And uh, an $8,500 reward remains posted for any information leading to the arrest and conviction of his killer. But at this point, it's probably not going to happen. Right. And so ro- robberies, especially something like that, it's kind of hard to... It, it's it's easier when there's a kind of motivation and the, the, the victim is like knows their killer. Uh, but in 2011, a portion of the Fred Winter Reward Fund was actually donated to another reward fund for a store owner that was murdered in Collingdale. It was a uh, 34-year-old Yogesh Yogi Bavsar. He owned a store McDade Boulevard about five blocks away from where uh, Winters was, headed down toward Darby. Right. It was actually right by uh, Tommy's Tavern. Okay. Uh, right down there. And uh, I know we used to always go to the Chinese restaurant on that block, too. It was like China Moon. China Moon, yeah. Yeah. That was uh, fantastic. So there was a little a little store that sold like cigarettes and lottery and, and stuff like that. And and uh, the owner, Yogi Bavsar, was uh, killed, shot in the trust, uh, chest by two would-be robbers. Uh, because he like struggled with them, and then they shot him in the chest and ran out without even taking the money. Mm. And so that's that's our uh, story from from there. And there was actually a podcast done about Fred Winter, uh, KYW, the news radio station in Philly. KYW News Radio ten sixty. Yeah, they did a um, they did a cold Philly cold case podcast, and that was one of the ones they did. But I remember like I, I don't know if my mom knew him um, because I think the store opened right a little after she graduated from high school. So I don't know if... Uh, well, I remember... Uh, who's the lady that worked Carol. There? Carol. My mom was friendly with her, and, and the guy who wound up owning it after him was this guy, Brian. Carol's daughter. God, and she was fucking pretty. I, I forget what her name was. She... um. I remember her talking... Speaking of Derek Fowl, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I remember... um. It was right towards the end of uh, my school career. In fact, I think Carol may have been working that day. I'm oh, not really. Remember, but I think Carol may have been working in the in the in the shop that day. Um, uh, Carol's daughter, like super fucking pretty, would hang out with these other girls, and I remember them walk. They they would walk home from school because we all went to the same high school, and um, I remember walking with them for some reason 
by Derek Fowles' house. And I don't, I don't know why that sticks out. Um, but the girl never really talked to me or anything. It was like her friends were kind of like chatty with me. But then the gr- Carol's daughter, I ended up working with her at UPS. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then became like friendly with her. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, shit. Like, it was like, wait a minute. I think her name is Danielle. Okay. That sounds familiar. She was work. She started working there too. Yeah. She started bit. working there for a while. And Dan- well, Carol got sick too. Yeah. Danielle was so damn pretty, man. Yeah, Carol passed away. Um, I think in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Um, she had a uh, cancer. Yeah. But I, I worked with, uh, I worked with Carol's daughter, Danielle at, at UPS. So nice. She was super nice too. Mm-hmm. It was like, you're not anything like what I thought you were because I thought she was just like this really pretty stuck up like right, right. snobby girl just because yeah, her mom was nice too her mom was very nice and then she was just like super oh Carol was always really nice mm-hmm. to me whenever I went in there oh which wasn't often you know actually uh I did go in there for when I worked at UPS okay yes. to cash checks yeah that's what most people did go in there for yeah yeah because yeah. it was uh, a check cashing place yeah all right so uh, speaking of shitty situations, um, why don't we just get it out of the way and talk about Pittsburgh? Okay. Because uh, I fucking hate Pittsburgh. All right. Fucking hate them. They're stupid. Fu- fuck your fucking sandwiches. I don't know why Ian's got to be so, the, so st- about Stop Pittsburgh. it. Stop it right now. Stop. Stop. Because anytime I fucking say I like the color yellow, <laughs> you shit all over it because I don't fucking- like their sports teams. I'm not a fan of Pittsburgh sports. So either. then let's be, uh, let's the fucking rest of hate. The city, I'm sure, is fine. It's not. It's not. Well, fuck uh, that place. Uh, and wise man once said that's where you would put the hose if you give American an enema. And fuck their fucking stupid sandwiches. Seriously. Oh, the ones with the french fries on it? Fucking and stupid. And the coleslaw on it? Stupid. Stupid fucking sandwiches. I'd rather get a fat bitch. You know what a fat bitch yeah. is, right? They have the, all those fat. Yeah, the grease trucks from Rutgers. Yeah, all, well, and they have them in Philly, too. They were. They were doing, um, there was a place called like Little Nicky's. Mm-hmm. They had like fat bitches and all these other uh, sandwiches. And when you put on like chicken fingers, it's like, it would be like a, like a cheesesteak or a pizza steak with chicken fingers, fucking onion rings, french fries, all kinds of shit. I'd rather eat that and fucking get the shits and then take the shit and put it back on a fucking new sandwich. Mm-hmm. With french fries and coleslaw. Yep. Then eat that shit from fucking Schittsburg. Fuck that place. I hope they all get fucking murdered. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, rest in peace, Mac Miller. Go ahead. Okay. Well, he's a good one, I guess. I guess. So it's it, it's easy. This is the uh, this is about the Pittsburgh kill for thrill murders, and and it's easy to see the warning signs when it comes to uh, the first person we're going to talk about here, John Lesko. Isn't he the dude from like fucking uh, that band you like now with the eyes? Huh? That local band that we saw. Oh, uh, Look Alive? Yeah. I don't know. Do they have a guy named John Lesko? I thought that was his Maybe. fucking name. I thought you were going to make a joke about that Matthew Lesko, dude. Remember him, the guy with the suit with all the question marks on it? He would have those books about getting free money from the government? Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going. No. Now, John Lesko, uh, not not in a band, not in uh, not telling you how to get free money from the government. Uh, even before he had confessed to an ant that he'd like to find out what it was like to kill someone. What, a fucking little insect? No, aunt. Oh, an, an aunt. aunt. Yeah, an auntie. He was, uh... <laughs> My aunt. There were a lot of warning signs about him. Like, he did say to one of Van's ants that he would like to, uh, see what it's like to find out, or find out what it's like to kill someone. Did you say one of the Van's ants? Yeah, he, uh, I think it was Stevie. 
Yeah. It, 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 by the way, it is John Lesko. Oh, okay. Tuesday from Look Alive. The, 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 uh, Not the same John Lesko. Different John Lesko. This is a different John Lesko. Yeah. This man. By is- the way, if you want to add John Lesko uh, from the band Look Alive, which are a phenomenal uh, local band, his Instagram name is uh, Six Inch Softy. Oh, okay. Uh, S-O-F-T-I-E. Yeah. Alrighty. But this John Lesko that we're talking about, he was the first of six children father, fathered by five different men. And he, he suffered an early trauma in, at the uh, very beginning of his life. He was around five years old when a 12-year-old tied into a tree and set him on fire. Oh. Huh. Uh, later on, he developed a penchant for cruelty himself. He once took a thir- 13-year-old's pet rabbit and broke the rabbit's neck in front of the kid. Okay. And uh, so as, as you can imagine, he did find himself unable to really fit in anywhere. He was uh, expelled from high school. He was later kicked out of the, the Marine Corps, dishonorably discharged because he got court-martialed four times. And the signs were also there uh, for Michael Travaglia. He, during a psych evaluation at the University of Pittsburgh, Travaglia was deemed psychotic. Uh, the associate professor who diagnosed him also said that his IQ was around 80, which is at the low end of average and the high end of borderline for, uh, for being intellectually disabled. And that 80 to 89 range is very key. It's about... I think it's about like maybe 15, 20% of people fall in that range. But most violent crime is committed by men in that 80 to 89 IQ range. The theory is that people in that range are intelligent enough that they can function in society. They're not like uh, disabled, mm-hmm. they're just kind of dumb. Um, but they get overwhelmed by the demands of society. They lack the higher functions to control impulses. And they can't comprehend higher level moral principles. They can't comprehend like the golden rule and things like that. You just described me. Oh, okay. Yeah. 100%. So I have an excuse now if I start killing motherfuckers. There you go. Uh, Travaglia was also diagnosed as as having incestuous feelings toward his father, uh, which later manifested itself in a love-hate relationship to the point where uh, he had found himself sitting on the roof of their family home on Christmas night, 1979, he had a high-powered rifle, and he was going to kill his father, but he just didn't do it. What he did do, uh, a month before this, so in November of uh, 1979, he met John Lesko at a bar, and two days after that Christmas night, Lesko and Travaglia decide to give in to their urges. Uh, they met this guy named Peter Lovato, who was an unemplo- unemployed security guard. I like to call him Demi. Demi Lovato? I no, no, Bri. Demi fucking Lesko. Yeah. Uh, yes, Demi Lovato. God, keep going. I will. I will keep going. Uh, Peter Lovato was an unemployed security guard, and they met at the Edison Hotel, which was a strip joint in uh, downtown Pittsburgh. They um, basically, Travaglia convinced uh, Lovato to give him a ride home, and once they're in the car, Travaglia honks Lesko's horn, or honks Lovato's (laughs) horn. No, no, Uh, not not the (laughs) hee-her. What was it? Hee-her, hee-her, hee-her. I don't know what it, no, that's like a... Fucking, yeah, now we can't. Ugh. We lost it. We just, you know what we'll have to do? We'll go back and just kind of like copy and paste that sound yeah. and just put it in every time you need it. I will certainly do that. I mean, don't do that. Um, so Tra- he honks his horn. Honks, honks Lovato's horn. That's a signal to Lesko. So Lesko comes in and pulls a gun on, <laughs> excuse me, pulls a gun on Peter Lovato. Uh, and they're both armed. Uh, Lov- uh, Lesko and Travaglia are both armed. And they tie up Lovato. They put him in the trunk of the car and they drive the stolen car over 30 miles to a summer cottage uh, that was owned by the Travaglia family on the Loyal Hanna Dam. There they robbed Lovato, they emptied his wallet of $59, they pistol-whipped him, and they pushed him, still tied up, into the freezing water by the dam. Damn. 
Damn. And uh, somehow Lovato did manage to free himself, and he got to shore. Was he fucking Rasputin? <laughs> he is. But, but he was found and shot. They found him hiding behind a tree, and they shot him. Did the tree shoot him? No. Um, no, it was John Lesko and Michael Travaglia. Huh. So, on New Year's Day, a little bit after this, New Year's Day 1980, Marlene Sue Newcomer, who was a 26-year-old seamstress and a Sunday school teacher... Saw Lesko and Travaglia walking and offered them a ride in her Dodge Ram Charger. They overwhelm her, same story, and they tie her up in the back seat. And they drove, they they drove, they drive her to Indiana, Pennsylvania. And uh, there they robbed a convenience store clerk. They left him tied up with, with electrical wire. They're driving back to Pittsburgh, and when they're in Pittsburgh, uh, John Lesko shot Marley Newcomer, and they abandoned the truck in a parking garage. And then they uh, decided to go back to the Edison Hotel after this, uh, the same place they got Peter Lovato, and they found their next victim, William Nichols. And similar to the attacks, they overpowered Nichols. They forced him into his car. They have they have a mo at this point. They they have a uh, they have a thing that they do. Yeah. And during the struggle, Michael Travaglia's gun goes off, and the, the bullet grazed Nichols' arm. And once they're in their car, Nichols started begging for his life. John Lesko beat him into unconsciousness and took eleven dollars out of his wallet. <laughs> Which is a nice thing to do when somebody's begging for their life. They should have just robbed Fred Winter. He had more money. They, he did. This time, the destination, though, was a dam at the Blue Spruce Lake in Indiana County. Damn. And there, they tied a boulder to Nichols' t- uh, chest, and then they tied his hands together. They lowered him headfirst in the water, and they watched him sink. Mm. On the way back to Pittsburgh, uh, Lesko and Travaglia stopped in a tiny town called Apollo, Pennsylvania, about 35 miles northwest of the city. They just had stopped off there because they wanted to rob a, a store again. But while they're doing it, right by the store, they notice a, a police car parked. And the police car is being driven by Leonard Miller, who was a 21-year-old who was on his third day as a cop. So he's like a rookie police officer. Mm. And Travaglia tells Lesko he wants to have some fun with this cop. So they speed past the store three times. They run a red light. They're honking their horn. They're doing everything they can to get this cop's attention. And eventually they almost hit him. They like kind of swerved near him and almost hit him. And then finally, the cops like, okay, I gotta chase these people now. So let me guess, they beat him. They rob him of three dollars. No, no, okay. They are getting diminishing returns on the money, though. Yeah, it is. It's going down every time. Yeah, they, they, they clearly are not the people that I would say, hey, go rob somebody for yeah. me, because they, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're, I don't think they're going for the money. They're doing it because they're, it's fun for them to kill people. Mm. They, they're doing this for fun. They're, they're, this is for the love of the game with these two. And so they wind up driving to this isolated area where they pull up and they they wait for uh, they wait for the cop to get there. They wait for Leonard Mill to get there, and they get into a firefight. Yeah. So Miller empties his service revolver, but he did, he missed every time. The shots didn't find the mark. Michael Travaglia did wind up shooting uh, Leonard Miller, though. Uh, Miller radios in that he's been shot, but he ultimately dies of his injuries. And then um, Lesko and Travaglia just abandon him there. And they um, drive off. They abandon William Nichols' sports car. And they wound up pulling up in a hotel in Pittsburgh with a guy named Daniel Montgomery, who was friends with Travaglia. Montgomery would be their undoing, though. Uh, what happened was Montgomery was wanted on robbery charges and got picked up by police. And they had also stashed their gun with Montgomery. Travaglia gave them the gun they used to shoot. Uh, but then they were like, oh, you know Travaglia and the other guy. So you're obviously a lousy robber, so you can go. No, no, that's not what happened at all. Okay. Uh, they matched the thirty-eight shells to uh, the the match the thirty-eight to the shells uh, in the gun to the ones from the murder scene, and Montgomery takes them back to the uh, the hotel, 
And so Montgomery, Travaglia, and um, Lesko were all arrested, as was a teenager who was kind of staying with him, who had been around when they killed Nichols, when they dropped him in the water with the, the rock tied to him. Yeah. Like, there's a teen, there's had a hanger on, I guess. Uh, so ultimately, John Lesko and Malter- Michael Travaglia were both sentenced to death. And uh, by the time their appeals were exhausted in 2015, the governor of Pennsylvania, Tom Wolf, uh, had issued a moratorium on executions. So they, they're, they're still, well, one of them is still alive. Michael Travaglia, who long professed in jail to be a born-again Christian on, uh, while he was on death row, died of natural causes in 2017. John Lesko is still alive, but it's not that guy from the band Look Alive. Oh. This John Lesko is on death row at SCI Graterford. So my cousin was in Graterford, and my uncle was in Graterford, and I think my dad's best friend was in Graterford too. I'm not sure because I know there's like Graterford, Smithfield, uh, or Broad Smith, Meadows. Smithfield. I think is one of them. Yeah, but I'm not talking about that. Um, yeah. So anyway, our next order of business here. Uh, speaking of John Lesko from. Uh, Look alive. Uh, oh no! Oh, oh well, look alive is a local band. That's a different John Lesko, as you right. as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look alive is a local band here in Schuylkill County, and that's where our next story takes us. Yeah. So we we did the Philadelphia area area. We did the the Pittsburgh area. Now it's time to do. I made a, I made a fart noise. You did. I made a, I made a fart noise. I, uh, you were doing that with your mouth. I thought you actually farted. No. Oh no! I didn't. You're good. Thank you. Um, they should hire me for like voiceover work. Fart over work, yeah. I don't. I don't just I, do farts. So I want to do. I want to do other things. Like I think I do a pretty good droopy dog and uh, some other voices. Yeah, I could just come up with my own characters. Definitely could. I would love. I would love to do uh, voice work. All right, go ahead. So yeah, this is the uh, this this part of uh, this last one is about the T. The rest of Pennsylvania, they they call it the T. They call it Pennsylvania. They call it a bunch of different things. So that's this is the third part of Pennsylvania, okay. uh, and and we're going to talk about David Reed, and 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 this whole thing starts in this in nineteen. Oh, I can't speak today. Mm-mm. Maybe you should do voiceover work All for right. me here. Well, I'm how about you? How about I just take a breath and? Uh... That that's a better idea. Yeah. In December of nineteen eighty five, police in Schuylkill Haven, Pennsylvania, which is in Schuylkill County, as it sounds, uh, were approached by Joe Geiger, a local man in his early twenties. Geiger reported that his dogs had been retrieving bones from a wooded area behind his house in nearby Cressona, uh, where he had let the dogs run free and play in the woods behind his, uh, behind his home. Geiger told police he didn't think anything of it until they brought back the lower jaw of what seemed like a human skull. Evidence around the body once they went in to look for it, including a bicycle that was found about a half mile away, indicated that the body was uh, David Wellington Reed, who was a uh, 13-year-old boy who had been reported missing by his mother that August, August of 85. And that wooded area where the body was found was less than 100 yards away from uh, David Reed's house. Mm. Uh, The police at the time called the death suspicious, but they didn't outwardly suspect foul play. A coroner's report from the University of Pennsylvania deemed it plausible that Reed had died actually from complications of an undiagnosed uh, diabetes condition. Right. Uh, Local law enforcement seemed to buy that, and they formally labeled the cause of death as undetermined, and they let the case go cold for about 20 years. The Reed family was never really happy with that conclusion, though. And um, many in the area kind of agree with them. They had that unease of just knowing that a killer was somewhere among them. Uh, and Virginia Reed Meadows, David's sister, I believe she had called the investigation inadequate. I think that was the word she used. But she really advocated for reopening the case. And eventually all that pushing worked. 
about 20 years after David Reed uh, was found, in 2005, they put a, a, a state trooper, a guy named Robert S. Belt, uh, Bettner, Corporal Robert S. Bettner, was assigned to to uh, work on the, the Reed case. And Corporal Bettner had been treating the case like a brand new a brand new thing. He looked over all the files, and he discovered some inconsistencies with Joe Geiger's story and, and decided to look deeper into it. Which, good for him, because if somebody comes to a cop and they're like, Hey, my dog keeps finding human bones. I'm gonna think you have something to do with those human bones, don't you? Like, wouldn't you like suspect no. that person? No, no. Okay. No, I wouldn't suspect that person specifically, but <laughs> but you do put that person down as a person of interest. Yeah, like I think the people you suspect are obviously like family and people like that. Yeah. And then I mean, you you the put every, who you, finds the body. Is you you put everybody suspect. down, and then you do yeah. kind of like process of elimination. Um. But for this guy, you know, he he's obviously okay. Something, something isn't right here. Yeah, something's not right. And right. but but no, I wouldn't suspect immediately somebody that finds something. Like if you find a body, I don't go, oh shit, that's well, if, my no no first no no person no, of that, interest. But I that's but, what I mean. But if you're like my dog keeps bringing bones back, I didn't think anything of it. But hey, here's a jaw. <laughs> um, okay, Seems so a little sketchy to me. It shouldn't. Unless I would kick the tires on it, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying they're automatically guilty, but yeah, I, we I have, kick but the we tires we on. both have a different way of of approaching situations. Now, the way I would see it is: Are you new to the house? Where did it happen exactly? Was it on your property still? Now, if it's on your property and you've been living in that house for a while, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. then you have to okay, wait a minute. You know, you have to look at it like that. But if it's like my dogs were kind of just running and there's woods nearby my house, no, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I would just say, "Oh shit, a body." I would think, "Yeah, somebody fucking put a body there, and now some some guy's dog is retrieving all these bones." Right. Just like the story is exactly what I would think. Okay. But yes, but but, but if this no no where we're going with this obviously is this Joe Geiger is the fucking killer. Spoilers. Um, Why would you go to the fucking cops? Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Why would you go to the cops and tell the cops that your dog was retrieving bones? Uh, that's a good question. You fucking idiot. So, um, one of the people that Corporal Bettner questions is a guy named Christopher Magger. Mogger? I don't know how you would say his Isn't name. Isn't it uh, ma- Major? Mogger? Major? Ma- yeah. Magger? Yeah. And major. he told police that he had been at a party with uh, Joe Geiger years before. Is it Geiger? It's Geiger, I believe. Oh. And Geiger, while high on cocaine, remarked, if you ever want to murder somebody, do it in Schuylkill County because you can get away with it. And when asked by, um, when asked by Major? Bettner, oh, oh no, no, I'm sorry. When asked by Mager, who he had killed, uh, Joe Geiger replied, Reed. So, uh, this, so this, he admits it to, he, to yeah, this. to this guy while he's high on coke at a party. Yeah. And David Reed and his siblings. Uh, Which, by the way. Which, by the way, is it's whatever, like, that he's admitting to some other guy. Right. Because, you know, I could admit to you that I've killed uh, somebody, and it doesn't mean shit, mm-hmm. you know. But I get that this is part of the story, so. Right. Yeah, this is just, it, it's 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 piling on, like, okay, they're, like, this is a trail we should follow. Right. And and that's what they did. And, and just to jump back a little bit. David Reed in in eighty five. David Reed and his siblings got were getting into marijuana at a very young age. So he's thirteen at this time, 
And uh, by 1985, the Reeds were doing a little selling as well. So it's David Reed, his sister, and his older brother. Um, it's not 100% conclusive if David Reed was selling, too, but a lot of people think he was. Uh, but as as Corporal Bettner went on to question more and more of Geiger's friends from back in the 80s, he heard a common story that everybody was saying. At that time, in the summer of 85, someone had been stealing marijuana plants that Geiger was growing in the woods behind his house, and a few people questioned by Bettner said that... Oh, uh, where there's mysterious uh, bones? Yeah. That just mm-hmm. keep popping up? Holy yeah. shit! My dog keeps retrieving marijuana from <laughs> from the woods! I don't know how it got there! <laughs> but, well, why did he take that to the cops? If he's gonna be concerned yeah. with everything else. What the fuck? Um, so a few people questioned by Bettner did report that Geiger swore he'd find and kill the thief, too. And one of the people that um, that was interviewed by uh, Corporal Bettner was John F. Fry Jr. And in, in 85, Fry was 18. Or, I'm sorry, 14. He was only a year older than, uh, than David Reed. And while being questioned, Fry ultimately confesses that he was there when David Reed died. And per his account, uh, what happened was Joe Geiger found out that Reed was the one stealing the, the plants. And yeah, who is this? This is John Fry Jr. This Why is did like- this guy go to the cops? Uh, the cops went to him. No, co- why didn't he go to the cops like, after it happened? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, what a know. fucking piece of shit. Go ahead. Uh, per Fry's account, Geiger had found out that Reed was the one stealing the plants, and on August 21st, Geiger invited Reed and Fry to smoke and drink in an abandoned caboose at a nearby train station. Without warning, Geiger punched Reed in the head, knocked him out of the caboose with a punch, and uh, when he landed outside the caboose, uh, David Reed's head slammed on the metal train track, and he just stopped moving. See, another uh, story. So I introduced you to the story. Yes. Because um, I'd read about it a while ago. Uh, what I'd, I'd, I'd read that. And then I read another one where he hits uh, Reed. Reed hits his head against, like, the caboose wall. Okay. And then was already dead at that point. Oh, okay. So... You know, I read different things, but this one that, uh, right now that you have is the initial one that I that I read. So. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so he's not moving, but Fry said at that point Reed was still breathing. And at that point, <coughs> oh, excuse me, at that point Fry alleged that uh, Geiger told him to leave and that he was afraid of Geiger, so he did. Uh, but he he claims to the cop, he claims to Corporal Bettner, that he didn't know Reed was dead until the body was found that December. So he leaves there when the guy's not even moving, and the kid goes missing, but he didn't think he was dead. Yeah. Um, so he just ran away or something. So armed with Fry's testimony, police reclassified the death as a homicide, and they exhumed David Reed's body. Dr. Anthony Falsetti of the University of Florida investigated Reed's remains and found evidence of head trauma, specifically a skull fracture, and the two anthropologists from... <coughs> I'm so sorry, I'm losing my voice here. And the uh, two anthropologists from the University of Pennsylvania that the ones that came up with the diabetes theory in the 80s agreed with the findings. And in 2008, the year after Virginia Reed Meadows died, in 23 years to the day that David Reed died, Joe Geiger was arrested. Right. Uh, at the time, Geiger's 43 and unemployed, and he denied all involvement and tried to put the blame on Fry. He said Fry was the one that killed him. In addition to protesting his innocence, Geiger reportedly also began to cry and said he couldn't afford a lawyer. Uh, what the officers that arrested him think happened is he was on, he was like just on, on he was speeding, he was on, on meth. And um, they, they attributed it to his behavior and also the fact that he didn't sleep for like days after he got arrested. And um, 
what winds up happening here is Joe Geiger gets a plea deal. They drop the third degree murder charge. They had initially charged him with aggravated assault, but they bring that down to simple assault. And he also is charged with involuntary manslaughter, evidence tampering, and abuse of a corpse. And when it's all said and done, he was sentenced to one to two years in jail, and he was made to pay for David Reed's uh, reburial. So this guy's walking around now? I believe so. I tried looking it up, and uh, I couldn't find when he got released or anything. But yeah, this was in 09, I think they... or No, I think... By the time it actually got to a play, I think it might be like 09, 2010, 2011. So yeah, he would be out now. But I tried looking it up, but I couldn't find anything about him being released or when or what happened afterward or anything like that. But yeah, he, his sentence would have been over. Insane. You know, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about this Fry guy, and it's like the Fry guy. Um, I'm thinking about this guy, and it's like, why didn't he? Oh, because he, he didn't want to snitch. You know what it makes me think of? You know that uh, the rapper that just got killed, Nipsey Hussle? Yeah, yeah. Nipsey Hussle gets killed, and you have all these rappers like, why ain't nobody going to the cops? Why ain't nobody? Uh, because don't you say to not snitch? Don't you tell people that they shouldn't fucking snitch, that it's not the cops' business? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, why is it that all of a sudden you want cops' help now? Right. You know, like... I think that whole don't snitch thing is fucking stupid all around. Snitch. Snitch. Somebody does something fucked up like that, you go to the cops. That's their job. You fucking go to them. Oh, but the cops fucking hate black people. Like, yes, some do. Yes, yes, they do. Some do. And some are racist as fuck. And some aren't racist. But if you know something, you know, these people aren't going to fucking get dealt with on the street because, you know... And other people that do know shit aren't fucking saying anything. Like, if you do know something, you gotta go and fucking say something. You have to. I, and I'd rather, I'd rather it be done through courts and shit than street justice. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And um, just to kind of put a, a button on it, the um, Bettner, like, the uh, the Reed family did praise a lot of the work that Robert Bettner did. Uh, and he actually left the police force shortly after the uh the case he wound up becoming a lawyer and he still operates the law practice to this day hmm. um yeah we talked about it in the last episode basically street justice like you know i just don't like when people start taking things in their own hands because they don't understand everything and it, they might not know the full situation of something mm-hmm. you know and so when they when yeah, they like go the mob mentality yeah like well, well, there thing. was that one thing where Rape was in the title. I was telling you how, how rape was in the title. And people were like, yeah, that's why sometimes, you know, people need to take uh, the law into their own hands. It was like, dude, when they said rape, they meant the guy was like 20 something having sex with a 14 year old girl. And she was participating like a willing participant. Mm-hmm. Not that it was uh, forceful against her fucking, not like a, you know, not like, like some guy was like, ah, fuck you. And taking her a back alleyway and fucking raping her. There's a difference there. You know, there's a difference in, in, in what they're calling rape, too. Like, that's why, call it statutory rape, put the word statutory in front, you know, but explain the situation, because that's clickbaity shit, and, you know, when you do that, and sometimes people just read a fucking headline, and they, they you know, they have that mentality, that, that crazy fucking, let's take the law into our own hands. No, don't ever do that. As a wise man once said, don't take the law into your own hands, take them to court, the people's court. Yeah. That man's name was Doug Llewellyn. Yeah. I got I, I loved Judge Wapner when I was a kid. People's <laughs> court was awesome. Hey man, you know what time it is. It is time for uh 
the, the game that still doesn't have a jingle. It, it doesn't have a jingle. <laughs> Maybe we need to hide Look Alive or something. Hide? Hide or Look Alive or something. We need to hide them. We need to hide them. It's, we <laughs> need to hide John Lesko. Yeah. They, yeah. They, 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 somebody thinks it's the real John Lesko. Yeah. The other John Lesko, they're going to try to dispense some street justice. Yeah, he, he's hiding out with fucking Joe Geiger. Oh my god, maybe that's... Maybe Joe, Joe Geiger changed his name and he's like... Wouldn't it be crazy shit? If, like, you just fucking... You just see this guy, he's, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he, he might still live in the area. I don't know. I would hope. I would hope that he would be smart enough to not live in the fucking area. He, he hasn't killed anybody for... It doesn't matter. 30 it, years. Yeah, right? it's whatever. How old, how old is that guy now? Uh, well, he was 43 at the time of his arrest, so he'd be in his 50s now. Okay, what was his name? Joe Geiger? Joe Geiger, yeah. I'm gonna look him up. I'm gonna play Who Died... Well, you're also gonna play Who Oh, Died shit, the I gotta do that, too. Yeah. 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 Fucking so, keep me busy. Again, for the, um, for those who are here for the first time, Who Died the Worst is you get three deaths. I'm gonna give you the three actual real deaths this time. Sometimes it's fictional. Today it is not. And you're going to tell me which of these people died the worst. It's not who died the funniest. It's not who died the saddest. It's who died the worst. I guess saddest is going to be a factor on that. So the first one is... Uh, and, and the theme here is all these people are from Pennsylvania. These are all Pennsylvania deaths. Uh, the first is uh, somebody named Brianne Marie Rapp. Okay. And uh, Brianne Marie Rapp, uh, she was 17 years old. Uh, she had a thyroid condition. Hey, I know what that's like. That would cause her to sometimes lose consciousness. Mm. Uh, it's believed she blacked out in the shower, possibly due to the thyroid condition, and that she may have hit her head on the tub when she went down, and she drowned in the bathtub. Mm. And the water didn't drain properly because they believe her hair, when she f- fell down, clogged, clogged up it. the drain. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So that's death number one, uh, blacking out in the shower, hitting your head, and your hair clogging the drain, so you drown. Death number two is a, a rather famous one. Uh, just kind of because I try to find some Pennsylvania deaths here. I try to find some PA deaths. Death number two is Brian Wells. Remember Brian Wells? Yes. From the Netflix Evil Genius, yes. he was the, the pizza delivery guy who they put the bomb collar on, and he's pleading with the police. We actually saw Brian Wells die in in that Evil Genius show. Um, he's pleading with the police to to get this collar off of him, and he's sitting on the curb. And it just goes off, and he's he's. Killed. Some people think that he may have like been been in, in on, on it. it. Yeah, a lot of people think he may have been in on it, and then he just didn't know they were going to put a real bomb on him, and then he figured it out. Yeah, a lot of people think that um he kind of got roped into it. Okay. Um, and then the third death, and this is a very recent one, is uh, Jill Grenninger. Okay. Uh, Jill Grenninger. Worked at a uh, the Economy Locker Storage Company in Muncie, Pennsylvania, and while on the job, she um, well, some of her coworkers wound up hearing strange noises coming from the uh, meat grinder they had there at the uh, the place. It turns out that Jill Grenninger fell into the industrial sized meat grinder and got ground up. Mm. Uh, took firefighters. Uh, took firefighters and emergency medical personnel more than two hours to take apart the machine and pull out Grenninger's body. And so this just happened. Yeah, this happened a few weeks ago. Oh, uh, authorities say the woman may have been standing on the set of wheel, a set of wheeled stairs prior to the fatal accident. I don't know if like part of her uh, clothing got caught on it, or she just slipped or something like that. But yeah, she fell into an industrial meat grinder. 
and uh, and died. So death number one, just to, to reset the table here, death number one is uh, blacking out and falling in the shower and uh, drowning in the bathtub. Death number two is the bomb collar. And death number three is falling into an industrial-sized meat grinder. Right. All right. Um, I'm looking at her pictures. I just, I, I Google her real quick. She looks like a Trump supporter. Um, so I eliminate her. Uh, she was going to be my, my winner. Okay. But because I think she was probably a Trump supporter, mm-hmm. I eliminate her. Now, I know that uh, seems unfair, but I'm an asshole. And they're bigger assholes. So uh, I kind of can't feel too bad for somebody if there were... Now, if she wasn't a Trump supporter, you know. Right. I feel bad. But until then, until I find out that information, I don't feel so bad. So now we have bomb collar guy. Mm -hmm. And teenage girl falling in the shower. Well, bomb collar guy may have set himself up. May have been part of it, thinking that he could escape it, and then he didn't. So I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little iffy on that one. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. I'm gonna go with thyroid chick. Thyroid chick. Yeah, that's a very plausible one. They always say the most dangerous place in your house is the bathroom, and this yeah, is kind I, of why. I hear that. I get, and every time we do one of these, immediately after that show, that particular show, when I take a shower. I hold on to the metal bar in the bathroom. I hold on to it real fucking tight. Because I'm like, ah, fuck, man. I don't want to touch anything. I don't want to fall. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, we had one before where somebody like adjusted a light while they were in the shower and they yeah. got electrocuted. Yeah. I um I actually moved a... So a lot of times like when I shave my head, I'll, I'll take the extension cord and I'll put it through the metal bar, which is right outside the uh, the tub wall. Um... And I'll put it through that metal bar and then plug my uh, my razor in just so it doesn't drag across the floor. Mm-hmm. It keeps it up some. And um, I just got out of the shower and I moved the wire. And I was like, I'm touching a fucking extension cord right now. Yeah, I'm going to be a casualty, and I'm <laughs> gonna are- be I'm gonna be on next week's Who Died the Worst. Yeah, Who Died the Worst. But uh, we already did win Who Died the Worst. But, but fortunately for me, a possible Trump supporter took my place okay so uh and then bomb collar guy right but uh but yeah the winners this week is going to be thyroid uh because i also have a thyroid condition i had thyroid cancer i had 11 hour fucking surgery yeah. now you don't have a thyroid condition no i don't have a thyroid well actually i do yeah it's called not having a thyroid right which is a condition that so, is a condition yeah it's a crazy condition um i know what that's like so and i i i'm sympathetic for that for that woman and i just think it's uh, the the meat grinder one is the worst i think okay but she's disqualified for being a trump supporter gotcha yeah so how do you feel about that um Hey, I, I, I just give the, I give the topics. This is you have free oh, reign. You're over being so diplomatic right now. How do you feel about that? I have no opinion. No, you do. You have an opinion. What's <laughs> the matter? Are you afraid to alienate people? Listen, when I am on the show, I'm Jackson Wells. I am not me. <laughs> you're using a character. I am a character. I can get away with anything. See, that's the problem. I am BP Burke, so I can't just be. Oh, you're fucked. Yeah. So. Well, you're not fucked because you're so diplomatic. That is, yeah, that's why I have to be careful. You play it safe. I do. I'm Jackson Wells. 
I am not the man that plays Jackson Wells. <laughs> You're not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> we had to get a wrestling represented. I was, I, 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 I was actually going to try to make one earlier when you said Apollo, Pennsylvania. I was trying to think. Of actually, a, I did make a ref- wrestling. I was trying to make an Apollo. I was going to make an Apollo Cruz yeah. thing. I was going to say, "Oh, what's that? The part of PA that has no charisma, <laughs> but it's really good at working." Um, yeah, kind of good at working. I uh, no, I did make. I forgot I did make a wrestling reference earlier. Oh, uh, we were talking about Pittsburgh. It was like, yeah, if you put the that a wise man once said, that's where you put the. Uh, the oh, the host. If you're giving American anima, yeah. Who said that? Bret Hart. That oh, Bret Hart okay. One. Oh, dude, Bret Hart. Bret Hart's one of those guys where he he could have a fucking gem, and you just you're like, what? Bret Hart. Yeah, and then he. Uh, I guess he didn't write the line. Somebody wrote it for him because later he's like. Because in that Wrestling with Shadows movie, there's a part where he's a little upset because he's like, "I like Pittsburgh. It's not the. There's a lot of places before this I would put the enema or something uh-huh. like that." So, all right. So that's uh, LARPing and and Pennsylvania yeah. and I am going to fucking. I want to have a feast, man. I want to have a big turkey leg and fucking. I always wanted to do that anyway. I always wanted to kind of just have like this big, either like a big Viking feast or like a medieval feast. Mm-hmm. And and, and I, I've never done the medieval times thing, but that just seems extremely expensive. Yeah. For like a turkey leg and a fucking drink, you know. Mm-hmm. I would like to have an actual. Uh, it's funny because check this out. Now I don't know how. Uh, I could do this, but I remember years ago, I was on like AOL or AIM or something like that, and there was this guy that I was talking to, and he lived, and this is when I lived in Folsom, so it was actually, I lived right off of McDade Boulevard, um, you were living in uh, Collingdale, uh, you lived on McDade Boulevard. Yeah, I and lived it, on McDade Boulevard. Yeah, you'd move to a house on McDade. I'd move to a house right off of McDade, like it was it was McDade, uh, there was a building on the corner, and then my house. Um which is funny because you were the other way. You were a building. There was a building on the corner, and then your house. Yep. But um, but then you eventually end up living on McDade on the same side as Winners, but down towards yeah. towards Darby. Um. Anyway, there's this guy I start talking to. This is around like winter time, and um, winter time. No, well, I don't say that. I, I like to enunciate. I like to get that T in there. That winter. Mm. Do you say hunter? Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. I don't say hunter. I like H U N N E R hunter. Um. Do you say hunt? Hunt, yeah. Hunt. I'm going hunting. Yeah. That's more of a recent thing for me, though. Just yeah. because I do try to I, I'm bad with that. I, I will say hunting. I'll say hunting. Hunting, hunting. I, I think if I'm just... Winner. If I'm talking to you, yeah. I'll say hunter, winner, yeah, stuff like that. But if I'm talking to someone, I try to enunciate just because... Enunciate. Yeah, see? I, I screwed up. Yeah. Enunciate. Yeah. Um. This Dude, guy yeah. is... He, he he starts like talking about how he's doing all these like like him and his friends they do these like winter games and like fests like our feasts mm-hmm. and then they have like they they go and they do all these like feats of strength almost like a um, festivus festivus yeah. type thing you know and it was like the coolest thing I'm like I want to have a group of friends that like drink mead and eat turkey legs and you know have feasts like like some kind of medieval fucking feast and shit. Like, where they're sitting around, like, a big table and fucking, it just, you kind of, like, you lose yourself, you know? Like, put the phones away, put the TV away, just hang out with a bunch of people, like, around the table, talk, and, and, and eat. Like, I just, to me, that's that's fun. I I don't even know when the last time I did that was. Yeah, the eating part sounds like a lot of fun. You love it. Yeah. You love it. And the drinking uh, alcohol, too, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's it's more of, like, 
I'd rather do that. I'd rather just sit and drink like meat or a glass of wine or something like that, or even a beer, but at a table, like at a, at a, a some kind of, like you're having a feast. Like yeah. there's like a lot of food involved and a lot of people at the table, you know, you're just, people are just fucking having fun. Like I'd rather do that than be at a house party. Mm-hmm. The house parties do nothing for me. The, those days are way behind me. We, dude, how many did we fucking go to? Yeah. yeah. Like. When we lived in Jersey and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, a lot. I mean, yeah. it, we, and that's like, that's why we went to fucking New York and New Jersey every weekend from, like, yeah. you know, that's why we left Philly. But then you get it out of your system and yeah, you it's, just- it, it's completely out of my system as far as house parties. Um, I never want to go to another house party again, ever. Like, I, like, the only time, uh, you could get me to do a house party is if it's a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. I, cause that's what I enjoyed as a kid. That's what I mainly enjoyed. I never wanted to do the adult type thing. I never wanted to do that. Like, it's funny because everybody I, I hire, uh, I hire wow. everybody. I, man, I know. Oh, um, <laughs> why you did pay I them to know you? Yes. Oh, wow. Everybody I hire to be my friend. Why am, why am I not getting paid? <sighs> it's just, I've been doing this for free for too long. Yeah. I've slipped and I didn't tell you that I'm actually hiring all those other people. Damn. Like Nate. I need some, uh, you're in arrears here. I need some, uh, I've, some back pay here. Yeah, I've been paying Nate for a long time. Uh, so like Tony that, um, that, uh, that does, uh, the interviews with everyday oh, people okay. yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Like when I look at those guys on Instagram and stuff, uh, because I guess the other night was the last night of Trippin' Billy. Yeah. Here it was Impossible. last night actually. Yeah. I see all those people and it's like, that's just, that's their fun. Right. That's what, like, what it's like, oh, we have to go to this bar and that bar. That does nothing for me. I'd rather go to a fucking LARP or even I if. A, I guess it's more like the people you're with, too. Like, it, it, like Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because if you're with a group of friends, you're having fun. Yeah. I don't have that. Right. And when was the last time I went to a fucking bar around here? You uh, know? I don't know. No, I'm serious. Was yeah. it when we moved here? Yeah, probably. It's been. When that girl Natasha was... Uh, oh, no, you went to uh, you, you went to uh, Trippin' Billy, right? That one time you didn't have your ID or something? Oh, uh, yeah, I yeah. did go to Trippin'. Um, I'm sorry, Trippin'. Trippin', that's yeah. what they call it. They call it Trippin'. Well, not anymore. Well, they still call it that. Yeah, but it's... it's, it's still there. Anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the building's there, yeah. Yeah. Um, the place next door to it uh, bought it. Yeah. A while mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Long time ago. 30 years ago. That's a long time ago. It was like three months ago. Oh. Something like that. Anyway, I see those guys doing that stuff and I'm like, yeah, that's just, that's not me. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather have a feast. I'd rather have a bunch of people fucking playing pretend medieval shit, you know, mm-hmm. wearing a crown and drinking meat. I just want to fucking drink meat and eat turkey legs. Okay. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Hey, let's go get some meat and turkey legs. The only meat around here sucks though. Like, You're right. We got to get that up. Uh, Carol's Mead. Carol's yeah. Mead. Was it Brothers? Carol's Brothers? There's Carol's Mead. Whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. We gotta go. Hey, there's Carol across the street. We should ask her to make some mead. <laughs> yeah. I think there is a meadery somewhere in Schuylkill County. I don't know where really? it is. Though. I think it would be like School Haven or something. Yeah. Yeah, we used to mix mead with what? Sprite? Yeah, Smite. And made Smite. Yeah. That was our that was our little concoction. Mead and Sprite was, was fucking good. delicious. Yeah. Maybe we should just get a a mead and mix it with Sprite anyway. Or like diet sprite because we yeah, should probably sprite zero sprite remix I think it's called yeah That's we should do that we should mix that and just have some have some smite oh man and eat some fucking turkey legs God I'm getting hungry let's do it okay so we're gonna go eat turkey legs uh, homework assignment for you dear listeners uh, before next week's episode yeah if you have a Netflix subscription 
uh, please watch the Ted Bundy film. We we talked about Ted Bundy a little while back. We talked about the uh, the more documentary thing that they did with him. Oh, but the uh, the Zac Efron movie is now on Netflix. Yeah, maybe we we could talk about that. We could talk about like deaths in Riverdale, and it could be like Ted Bundy and Miss Grundy. There we go. Yeah, I like yeah. it. My dude. I didn't even say murder. Oh, no, no. I was just saying that. Oh. That would be the title. Oh, I thought that was the end of the show. No. Well, it's going... Yes. Is this the end of the show? Yeah, it's the end of the show. Oh. This, this one's gone a long time. It has. Like four hours. Eh, hour and a half. Oh. But we will see you next week with more murder. My dude. I just threw that in there real quick. That's fine. This is the part where we uh, say something like. Do you think I could fashion a turkey leg out of ham? I have a lot of ham. You do have a lot of ham. You have have copious amounts of ham.